I don't know about you, but it's been a stressful morning. <laughs> no peace. Uh, it's really hard to find um, peace today, isn't it? Uh, especially with people, it's difficult. I uh, was watching a news outlet, and they were talking about um, it's a season of peace, but yet we're under the most stress we've ever been under. Uh, trying to find that perfect gift, you know, trying to find everything that we need. Uh, I've been meeting people who are really active in their lives. You know, they got so much going on, they, they can't find peace. They're so busy. People are so busy. Um, so many folks are stressed out. <laughs> Colleen is, is on a roller coaster constantly. It seems like in a high, high time and a low time, you know, her and Paul and everybody. And so many people were right there with her. It's hard to find people that have a, a genuine peace. Um, literally at this time of the year, you find a lot of people who are just worn out, tired, upset about everything going on. Um, and they're trying to get their ambitions and their dreams right, you know, and it's difficult. Rarely do you meet, and especially in times like this, but period, throughout the year, Rarely do you meet someone who's totally at peace in things in life. Rarely do you find someone like that. There's always something going on. It's hard to really come down and say that we have this peace inside of us that um, the world can explain. Nobody can understand unless you're walking in my shoes. Um, it's hard to find somebody like that who's literally walking in peace. Um, peace what I'm trying going to share with you this morning is a rare quality. A rare quality that we have, that we want, uh, and especially that we look for at Christmas. A season of, of hope and peace and joy and love. Peace at Christmas. What a present that would be. huh? I'm telling you, it would be great. Well, about 700 years before Christ was born, the prophet Isaiah talked about peace. And um, I want to share with you today um, this gift that God has for us this Christmas, if we'll take it. And it's a, it's a gift of um, not just peace, but eternal peace. A peace that we can have in the midst of the chaos of our lives. Let's look at um, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. <clears throat> it goes like this. <laughs> 700 years before he was born, 2,700 years ago, a child has been born for us. And God has given us a son, and he will be called the Prince of Peace. I missed all that, Charlie, sorry, or Fred, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then there's another verse in, um, in, uh, in uh, Luke that goes like this. The angels tell us, not only Isaiah did so many years ago, but the angels said uh, to us, glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace and goodwill towards men. And if that isn't enough in John chapter 14, Jesus looks at us and he says, I want to give you the greatest gift of all, the greatest gift of peace, the kind of peace that only I can give. It isn't like the peace that the world gives. See, he separates the two kinds of peace that we're talking about that about today. He, he tells that he's going to give us a peace um, a piece you can't find in a bottle or a pill or a perfect present. A piece that you can't, can't um, um, buy in a book or a story or a, a car or whatever you're looking for that would solve your peace. He says, I'm giving you a piece that only 
He can give us. Only he can give. It isn't a peace that the world gives. Uh, you know, when we think about the peace that the world gives, when we, in our own lives, we know that, that peace that the world gives only happens for a moment. We can be happy and joyful one second, and then somebody gives you the evil eye. Somebody looks at you wrong. Somebody says the wrong thing, and peace is gone, you know? <laughs> It's the strangest thing in the world, how quickly it goes by. Well, in God's word, he talks about peace. As a matter of fact, he talks about it in whatever version you're reading, somewhere around 800 800 different verses. And as we go through these this morning, I'll show you all um, in those 800 verses. As we go through them, I'll show you exactly what he's talking about. Anybody get that? Just teasing. Just teasing. Um, But what I want to do is summarize those 800 verses, 790 or so. I want to summarize them and uh, categorize them to you this morning and share with you uh, my thoughts on this peace that God wants us to have. That he says, just like hope, we can have. We don't get it. We don't buy it. We can't earn it. It's peace that he has already given us. Just as he gave us that hope, he gives us this peace. And, and um, if you want to write these, these three things, well, if you want to write down anything that God puts on your heart, open that bulletin up and there's space there, I hope, to write stuff. And bring your Bibles with you and, and look at what I'm reading because I'm going to read a bunch of those 790 verses to you this morning. God's Word tells us there's three kinds of peace, I think. He tells us there's a spiritual peace, an emotional peace, and a relational peace. And, um, and he guides us in, in seeking those three kinds of peace in our life. 790 verses talk about those three things. So this morning, let's take a gander at these three kinds of uh, peace that Jesus offers us. Here's the first peace that he gives us. He gives us peace with God. That's that spiritual peace that we need. He gives us peace with God. Do you got that? Um, uh, I think, and if I think anything today, this probably is the most important um, piece that we should seek after um, because it affects everything else that we do. Um, We know that we don't have peace most of the time because our relationships are out of whack. Um, There's tension between uh, our husbands and, and wives and kids and Boyfriends and girlfriends, I can't even begin to imagine, can you? Uh, But when that happens, nothing seems to matter. (laughs) I was out making a bunch of visits Sunday or Wednesday, last Wednesday, and I knew I wouldn't be home all day, so I I kept calling Phyllis Ann up. I kept calling her up to see how she was doing and let her know where I was at and everything. So the first time I called her up was early in the morning, about 11.30, told her getting ready to go do what I was doing and making hospital, doing all kinds of stuff, you know. And then I called her about 1 o'clock, and at 1 o'clock she said to me, she said, everything's okay, but as soon as you come home, we gotta have, i got to talk with you. Now, you want to talk about stress. You want to talk about peace leaving. So I, I said to her, I said, well, right away, I went on the defensive and said, okay, whatever I did, I'm sorry. Just tell me what I did. You know, and she said, no, I want to talk to you face to face. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it just gets, you know, 
no stress, don't worry, I'm okay, I'm all right. So I called her up about five, and, and um, we were chatting, and, and she said, now don't forget, when you get home, we got to talk. I thought, oh, Lord, you know, things are not good. And I said to her again, honey, what is it? Whatever it is, I am sorry. And I'm going through my brain, you know, trying to think, what did you do, you idiot, you know? And, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, it's something I don't know I did, but I did it. And, and I said to her, I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I said to the Lord, whatever it is, man, show it to me so I can make sure I say I'm sorry for the right thing. Being out of whack with people is different than being out of whack with God, isn't it? Being out of whack with God is just, it's the reason we're out of whack with everybody else. You know what I mean? It's the reason we're out of whack with everybody else. It's in 2 Corinthians 5.18, if you want to write that verse down. God sent Christ to make peace between himself and us. You hear that? God sent Christ to make peace between us and him. Now the question I would ask is, why do we need that? And the answer is simple. The answer is simple, because I too many times want to be the big guy. I want to take and say, God, I don't need you. I don't need what you need me to do. I don't, I'm not going to follow you. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, make my own rules up and go the way I want to. In fact, if I can do it, I'm going to be the God of gods right here in my own little world. I'm going to make things happen in my life that you don't seem to care about. That's what happens. That's what happens. We become disassociated with God in our everyday walk. In our everyday walk, every day at 10 o'clock, I finish up at 10.30 by saying a couple of things. But one of them is, is let's do our best to get a little bit more of God in our life today. Let's get a little bit more of Jesus Christ in our life today. Let's get a little bit more of the Holy Spirit in our life today. I try to say that every, every time that we're done because it's a focus for us today. If we want to get back in rhythm with God and who he is and have that peace that only happens because we're in that relationship with him, then we need to do that instead of being disconnected. God's plan is not for us to be disconnected in case you didn't know that. He's done everything he can to help us be connected to him. Romans says the best. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says, Since we are made right with God by faith in Christ, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And I hope you hear that closely today. We have peace of God in our hearts today, not because of anything that we've done, but because of what God has done for us. Peace with God doesn't come from what we do. No, it comes from what he has done for us, and he has given, it, given us some. Um, we can't be the nicest person in the world to have the peace that God's talking about. Um, it's hard for us to imagine that the birth of this child is what gives us peace, and this child who is God incarnate. That's what Christmas is all about. Paul tells us, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 5, even though we were enemies with God, God made peace with us because his son died for our sins. Now that we are at peace with God, 
we will be saved for eternity by his son's life. You see, we don't need to do anything to get this peace that God wants us to have. He's already done it all for us. All we need to do is that one little thing and accept his gift. Accept his gift and understand that there was no nails. There was no nails. There was no Roman soldiers. There was nobody. What put him on the cross was God's love for you and I. What gave him that virgin birth and that perfect life to die, that perfect sin offering for us is there. Mm. So the first kind of peace that we should be seeking for all the time is the peace that we have in God in our relationship with him and make sure that 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 peace is good. And then all the other things that come at you um, won't be quite so bad, maybe. There's another peace that God talks about in his word, and it's a peace within. That's that emotional peace that we have. um, uh, The Bible talks about it uh, immensely, um, this peace of God that we should have in our hearts, that we should have in our hearts. The word is shalom. That kind of peace. Um, in Colossians 3.15, Paul says, Let the peace of God, now listen to this, let the peace of God rule in your heart. That's that emotional peace that God talks about um, and shares with us. And we, we, we know that word shalom. We know that word um, very well. And we know that it's more, um, well, we should know that it's more than just the lack of hostility. Okay, and that's what usually people are talking about, shalom, peace be with you and others. Um, But the word shalom is talking about a well-being in our heart, a happiness that no one can understand because of the craziness that we're going through. There's a, uh, that shalom talks about a harmony and a serenity that can happen because of our relationship with God that overflows into our own life. In fact... I think there's 790 verses that talk about peace, and a lot of them are shalom verses. They deal with um, um, issues in our lives. I think shalom would handle, when we would say that, um, shalom would mean that peace um, that we, ha- we can have for every problem that we have at work, at home, uh, with our relationships, um, wherever they're at and whatever's going on, it doesn't matter. Um, for those of us that have a broken heart, a broken heart, I think he gives a lot of scriptures on comforting peace. Um, for those of us that are confused at times, confused in our heart, he has that guiding peace. All we have to do is look. Um, for those of us that... Um, have a heart that's shamed. In other words, a heart that we know that we have got this um, sin in it. He gives us many times a forgiving, a forgiving peace that we can have in our lives. I don't think we, any of us have this, but any of us that have a worried heart, does anybody have a worried heart today? I do, in case you didn't know it. He gives us a confident peace that no matter what's going on, he is there with us. He's made that promise. I believe, my friends, if we would look at God's word really close, you and I would find that he has a peace to counteract every aspect of our lives if we would just take and look look at him. And the best way to do it is get a Thompson Change Reference Bible and go to the word peace, and you'll see it there 790 times. Or buy a Gideon's Bible. 
Did you get that? By Gideon's Bible, they have it right in the front and right in the back. Okay, so we need to have peace with God and we need to have peace with ourselves to have this Christmas peace that is eternal peace. Then there's one more thing we have to have, and you know what it is. We have to have peace with others. That's that relational peace. Peace with um, God, peace with myself, peace with e- each other. Um, and that, that's probably the hardest thing in the world um, uh, to have and to do. And we try to do it in all the, the wrong ways. We think that because I'm a nice guy, everybody else is a nice guy, and they think like I do, and I think like they do, and so we shouldn't have any conflict. Doesn't work that way, does it? Doesn't work that way at all. Phyllis and I uh, have been married almost 52 years now, and there's a lot of conflict, not on her side, but on my side. I have a lot of conflict, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, it's crazy. But the, we need to listen to Paul in Ephesians chapter 2. He said, Christ brought us together through his death on the cross. That's the line in the sand. You know, it doesn't matter what I believe or what I feel or what I think is right or think is wrong. If we're together as brothers and sisters in Christ, that, that's all nullified. My opinion is, doesn't matter too much. Do you understand what I'm saying? And if you're not thinking like I am, you're completely wrong. That's not true, is it? Not true at all, and it shouldn't be true. And I shouldn't be forcing that on you. I shouldn't be saying to you, this is the way it is, and that's, there's nothing about it, except for the fact that we need Jesus Christ. That is true. That's an eternal truth that nobody can deny. But what I'm saying is, is if I think I, the only way we can be friends is because of having my way, that's not what God's all about. God's not about that at all. He said in Christ, in, in um, Galatians, he said in Christ's family, there are no divisions. There's no black and white. There's no rich and poor. There's no Catholic and Protestant. There's no Hebrew or no um, Baptist and, and United Methodist. Well, <clears throat> Jesus, in our relationships, Jesus is the great, great equalizer. We need to hear that. Um, in our relationships with everybody, the ground, the ground is level around the cross. Amen? You know, <clears throat> let me just make this, just this thought, just real quick. I probably will, in this disaffiliation of leaving the United Methodist Church, I know that I will lose some friends. Friends that I've known for years. Friends that I've probably been closer to than I can imagine will we'll say, we don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. And you know, that's okay, friends. But I will always be their friend. Do you see that? I might lose some friends. But it will be on their part. I won't lose any friends. I still will love and care for everyone God puts in my life. Amen? Mm. <clears throat> well, these three p- kinds of peace that I just gave you, relational, spiritual, and emotional, <clears throat> they all build on each other. I first have to have that peace with God. And, and, and to have that peace with God, then I have the peace that I can have with myself, where I can say, okay, I know that you're forgiven. You can go on, you know. And that peace, when I finally get that peace of about Florida, I can go in and, 
and hear God say to me and help me build my, that peace I have with, with, um, with you, with everybody that God has put in my life these past 41 years. It all stems around that whole verse, you know. We need to love God with what? All of our heart, mind, and soul. Then love ourselves enough to love our neighbors. Amen? I got to admit, though, things that used to tick me off don't bother me too much anymore. I don't get too excited about those things. Um, I get excited when, when my wife is not, a, not happy. That makes me excited. But I don't get as near ex- excited whenever somebody's jumping on me about something or there's something going on that uh, I can't fix anyway. So, <laughs> But I'm at, I'm at that area in my life, uh, and I don't know about you really old people out there, but um, uh, <laughs> in my older age here now, I'm not near, things aren't near as important as I used to make them be. Amen? And I have a peace in these areas about this stuff. I can't leave you without this thought. How do we enjoy that peace that Jesus wants us to have? How do we enjoy that? How do we get it? How does it come about, this peace of God, this peace with God, this peace that we can get because of those two with uh, people around us, peace that the world knows nothing about that we're going to sing about here in a minute? Let me tell you the simple answer. It's a simple answer how we get it, but it's so difficult to get for some reason. The simple answer is this. We need a moment of clarity. Did you get that? I think we need a moment of clarity when, when we understand that we're not God and God is God. And that Jesus Christ is God's son. And he came to die for us. And we accept that. That moment of clarity. When we grab a hold of the fact there's nothing else we can do but accept the cross. When we can look at each other and say, doggone it, I get it. That moment of clarity that says, I I get it, I get God. I I even get me. It's a moment that we have to have in our lives every, well, at least once. But every day of our lives, we need to get that moment of clarity where it says, okay, I know who I am in Christ. And I know who Christ is in me. I I can see my past clearly. I can can see my, my present right now clearly. And I can see my future I can see my future just a whole lot better than I did several years ago. God wants us to have that moment of clarity in our lives. I, I, I was thinking about that moment of clarity and, and thought of folks in the, in the Bible. Joseph. Joseph had a moment of clarity. Uh, we're at in a dream. In a dream, he had a, 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 a moment of clarity and said, Oh, Okay, God, I got it. <laughs> you know, uh, the wise men were, were following a star of nature and said, oh my goodness, we got it, let's go. You know, 
Mary, Mary had a moment of clarity, understanding God's word just a little more clearer as she was told what was going on with her. The shepherds <laughs> had a moment of clarity out in, the, out in that uh, pasture field, didn't they? Oh, my goodness. Elizabeth had a moment of clarity when she met up with Mary and their wombs jumped together. She had a moment of clarity, didn't she? And said, oh, oh, I know what's going on now. I don't have the king of kings. I have the one that's going to introduce him. Oh, my. The struggle, when I say that's so simple, it is so simple. But the struggle of it is to have that moment of clarity. We need humility. And there is the thing that causes us the most anxiety. We need that moment of humility where we say, okay, God, I can't do this. It's obvious. My ways have not worked out well. Look at the mess I've got my life in, my family, and look at the mess that I'm in with you, with myself. Look at the mess I'm in with everybody around me. We need a moment of humility where we say, okay, God, I trust you. I believe you. I believe you. And then we need that moment where we say, okay, God, I understand, and I trust. I put my trust in you, and I believe that you're here to do nothing more than to help me do this. If you don't know the verse, it's in Matthew chapter 11. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. If you're heavy laden, if you've got problems, if you need salvation, come to me. All you who are tired and worn out of things in this world, come to me and I will give you rest. I'll give you rest. And if you don't hear the verse very well, he says, I'll give you rest for your soul. In other words, I can help you find that peace that you need, the peace that you should have that comes because of my gift at Christmas. See, you can have that gift of peace. In the midst of all the turmoil that you're having, you can have that gift of peace. My, uh, my New Testament professor at Malone College um, had the markings on his arm for um, his gas chamber appointment at Auschwitz. And he was um, uh, Dr. Damali, has went home and is at home in the Lord now. But Dr. Damali, uh, nobody would take his classes because you couldn't understand the guy. But he was very serious about life and very serious about God's word. And um, I took his class, signed up for it, and two weeks later I canceled it because I couldn't understand the word he was saying. And, uh, and he jumped all over me. He said, you get back in my class. He said, you'll learn to understand me. I said, oh, okay. Well, four years later I did understand him. And, um, but his whole, his, whole, his whole mantra was this statement. Are you ready for it? He said, you want peace in your life? You want gifts in your life that you can't even begin to imagine? You must experience the Christ event. You hear that? That's what I want to tell you today. You want peace in your life? You have to experience the Christ event. That moment of clarity where you say, okay, God, I, for- I need your forgiveness. I need you to take my life over. That happened 51 years ago for me, praise God. And I've been trying to grow into that ever since then. But I want to share with you today. I want to share with you today. Do you want peace in your life? You can have it. You have it. 
You know, it's, not, it's not something you can have. You have it. All we have to do is accept it. Amen? Let's pray together. God, thank you for that, that thought this morning, that we need that moment of clarity, that Christ event in our lives. And if we don't know him as our Lord and Savior this morning, help us to solve that problem by just asking you right now to come into our lives. Help us to humble ourselves enough and to believe that you care for us so much that you'd come and die for us. That we would say, Lord, I trust that. I trust that this this second Sunday of Advent. The Sunday that we're talking about peace and there seems to be so much turmoil. Help me to find that peace, Lord. Simply because of of a moment of clarity, of letting you become the Lord of my life. I trust that today, Lord. For those of us that are, that are just crazy with stress today, for those of us that are, are too busy to see your love in our lives, for those of us that are just tired Give us that moment, Lord, we pray, that moment of clarity. Help us to, to look at you and say, I get it. I get it, Lord. Thank you. I just, I just pray this for everyone here today, Lord. Bless our hearts, we pray today. Those that are here, those that are home, those that are going to be watching it later, may they sense that clarity when they say, okay, Lord, I accept you. Ah, peace that the world doesn't understand. Give it to us, Lord, is our prayer today. We pray this in Christ's name, amen? All right, let's stand and sing our song.